There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Tevin Pittman, Alex Brant-Bernard Rasmussen, and Andy Brant-Bernard. A couple of special guests this hour. Michael Bryant is supposed to stop in. That's stiff. You know, you heard me. And we're going to be talking about all kinds of stuff. Oh. Right up to this. The Put the fan. Mm-hmm. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if i'm hanging out with you uh, maybe <laughs> uh, okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant walls Automotive group walls.com and doug sprinthal Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking, so when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle, It is, and it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. (laughs) So, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, Walzer.com. Right. Or something like that. Ladies and gentlemen, they've released a list of the safest 10 cities in America. How often do they release this list? Safest. Safest? I feel like they've done this at least a couple times in the past year. Who's they? Um, This is from Newser website. 
And is this like in relation yeah. to like coronavirus, yeah. general crime? Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. It's general, it's everything. Okay. General crimes, all that stuff. All the safety. Okay. okay, you ready? The 10 safest cities in America. Gilbert, Arizona, Raleigh, North Carolina, Virginia Beach, uh, Virginia, Salem, Oregon, Burlington, Vermont, Lewiston, Maine, Nashua, New Hampshire, Plano, Texas, South Burlington, Vermont, and Columbia, Maryland is the safest city in America. I got some bad all, news for somebody in this room. All those cities are places that I, as a black man, do not want to live. And no other and black, black man. Right. I'd say they picked the, the, the whitest sounding <laughs> cities. You know what, news are boycotting. There aren't any black people. I wonder what that's all about. Raleigh, North Carolina. So, List is the most dangerous. Atlanta oh, and is, Washington. Raleigh's very, Crazy. very white. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know how the hell you I, spell that. R A L E I G H. My brother in law wow. and his family used to live. Near Raleigh, in Raleigh, very white and yep. expensive well, yeah. area. Okay, so they've actually renamed all ten cities now. No Negroes, Arizona. No <laughs> Negroes, North Carolina. <laughs> Raleigh is not really white at all. Oh, really? No. Ten years ago, it was thirty percent black. Oh. That's not that much. That's three times the national average. No, no, for the sake of my argument, I'm sticking with what I came up with. Salem, you're you not can. safe from witches there. I was just, yeah. Say, so, yeah, Salem, that's true. You're Salem. safe from black no, people, no, but this not is Salem, Oregon. Which is not Salem, Oregon. Oh, Salem, Oregon. Oh, oh Massachusetts. Okay. Yeah, Never what's mind. Kind of interesting is Vermont, yeah. New Hampshire, Maine, Vermont, Maryland. Oregon. I mean, seriously. Very white. So it's Honkyville. Yeah, very white. I feel safe in Oregon now. No, I would not either. I would have to agree with you on that one. What's happening now? The cancer is spreading. No question about it. What? What? Portland. What about it? Portland. They're still rioting. Yeah, they're still Still? rioting. They're still rioting. The city's been burning for like almost an entire year, and no one's doing anything about it because that's how Oregon is now. They just just let it happen. We don't get what's happening. Yeah. I love that. They they came out. I, I saw an article in the Star Tribune last week. What's causing all the crime in downtown Minneapolis? Gee, I wonder. Gee, I wonder. Well, that'd be you. That's who's causing it. Interesting. All right. The hot take. Let me ask you a question (laughs) as a black man in America today. Mm -hmm. Aren't you getting a little sick of being used as a human shield? I think you've asked him this before. Yeah, at least, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> like he's on top of it. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, everything now is just getting ridiculous where it's like, <sighs> at this point, it's either start taking, like, actions as far as, like, legislation type things or change right. policies and have conversations to move forward or, like, what are we doing? We're just rinse and receipt. We're, like, recycling every conversation I agree more. over and over again. <clears throat> Couldn't agree more with the situation. I just don't understand any of it because now it's, of course, you know, uh, oh, I might be in trouble. Well, I think that black people should be able to. They yeah. always bring up black people now. Always. Mm-hmm. No matter what they did. Well, the real concern is when are you going to help the black man? It's like it's got nothing to do with you being a car thief. Right. I mean, what? Right. Oh, yeah. There's definitely, yeah, it's like falling back is whatever. If somebody commits a crime, it's like like you're saying, like you steal a car. It's not, you didn't do it because you're black. And you like, there's other reasons. Like the hood isn't the hood because there's black people there. It's because it's an impoverished area where you're doing things right. based on survival. Like you don't, nobody wants to sell drugs and go rob a liquor store. But if that's well, your you only do. way to, well, it, it's fun. It's an adrenaline rush. <laughs> something to do. But I feel like if that's what you, you're doing at that point, where like that's your only option to right. try and survive, that that's a whole different. Beast. But it's so easy to take care of, and they just won't do it. Right. Well, like I read that. What 
Is it called White Fragility? White, you read that? I read Get it. out of my No, my book, my book club <laughs> was like, God. we're going to read White Fragility. And I was like, okay. Written by a white woman. Of course. Which mm-hmm. I was like, what, as I started reading it, like the first chapter or whatever, and then she she says, like, I am a white woman. I'm like, why are you writing about this? You hate the honky man, <laughs> like, don't what? you? She hates herself. Yes. Um, and she, in, in the book, she was like, <clears throat> I'm summarizing here but it was basically like you can't say like that's a bad area because then you're racist because you're implying that there are black people there and black people commit crimes black people where in that area right so if you say like that's a bad neighborhood you're being racist no you're not because you're implying that there is high crime and there are black people that commit crimes and black people are bad well right. i mean look an example of i'm that would like be, what the podcast studio is like 25 percent dangerous today yeah. <laughs> well when michael bryant shows up it's 20 percent another honky comes in we're good to go i feel like it's become a joke i can't decide who's the right. least dangerous or the most dangerous person out of the, like we're all not not dangerous and I mean, it all depends on like where you are because like if you're in so like where i live is a not a great area. There's like shootings really? and carjackings all the time. And it's like over on Chicago and Lake Street by like the children's oh, hospital. I love that so area. Not not a great not anymore, area. You know? Damn it. But then like at the same time for like if you go out to like a s- suburbs like there you hear about like where there's like one black person in like the suburbs somewhere like well that might not be a great area for that person. So it's all relative as to who yeah. you are and type of thing like my parents come downtown. I'm like, hey, don't come to. My, I'll meet you somewhere. <laughs> I have a question for you. Catherine and I moved into a new neighborhood, which is mostly honky, but mm-hmm. Minnesota's mostly honky. But there, are, there is a black. I don't know. If she's. I think it's, it's only a black woman. I don't think she has a family with her. Uh, there's a black woman. There's a family of uh, of Iranians. Well, there was. No, they. The, the grandparents are still there. It's just their children moved to California. Yeah, the children and the children's children. So now it's not really a family anymore. It's just a couple. Oh, Why? <laughs> Semantics. <laughs> anyway, we got a gay couple. We got mm-hmm. we got like the whole shooting right. match. But well, I in a I little never. Cold you know when I realized diverse. that? You know when I realized that was true? Oh. Just now. I wasn't even thinking about no. that. Oh, no. I don't think about, oh, I better dial in where the colored people are. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? But from my perspective, like, so I'm in the process now of, like, starting to buy a house. And, like, the first thing I'm doing is checking, do I have at least one black neighbor? Anybody? I'm moving out uh, to the suburbs, and I want to make sure there's at least one other black family on my block, so I know if some stuff goes down. We have an African family in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. The entire block, all of the other houses have Black Lives Matter signs. Oh, God. And then, see, then that's the other thing, too. When I, if, like, I yeah. moved into the neighborhood, and if there's no Black Lives Matter signs, which, whatever, don't care. But then if I move in and now all of a sudden they all go <laughs> yeah, up, that's exactly I'm taking what them all out. support you. <laughs> I'm yeah. taking Believe them you. all out. Because these Knock people are like door. straight from so Africa. <laughs> so they moved in and then, yeah, everyone was all of a sudden like, gotta let them know. They probably I'm... don't even know what it's or, about. Like, yeah. they're just from Africa. Yeah, they're from like, Africa. What are you talking what are they about? Even, <laughs> yeah. Or if they, like, they put up Black Lives Matter signs after I move in, I'm like going door to door instead of like, oh, here's a plate of cookies or something. Like, yeah. oh, here's some like KFC and some watermelon. Oh, <laughs> like, pumping up the stereotype you guys I got some of those with me as well. I never had chitlins, and I don't think I ever. No, I don't know why anyone would. (laughs) Don't think I ever. I have had tripe though. 
I almost tried them once, and then somebody explained to me what they are, and I was like, hard pass. Over the long weekend, I went to it. I won't say where it was because I'd probably get the woman in trouble. But I went to the grocery store. It was in Plymouth, but every kind of grocery store is in Plymouth. That's why I'm not zeroing in. And she's behind the behind the plexiglass, and she's going like, like that. I said, are you okay? She goes, no. I said, what's the matter? This guy just came over here and bought something called head cheese. Mm. Oh, head cheese is disgusting. What yes. is that? Is it's it disgusting. Ground up brains or something? Uh, uh, it's more or less. Well, it's you take the head yeah. of a cow, and then you basically take all the meat you can, and then you make it into like a jelly. Yep. Ugh. That's gross. God. <laughs> My grocery store, they sell, like, you can get a thing of chicken feet. Yeah, chicken feet. Right? Just like, yeah. like, you, is that even edible? I, Wouldn't that just be, like, tendons? I don't know what you do yeah. with chicken feet. Because I don't yeah, like, appreciate you make a soup with it, and then it's like, sure. you don't eat the actual foot. I think you eat, yeah. like, the broth that's yeah. with it. Wouldn't you that's take like the little feet and then make... The and then snow. you pull it, yeah. The, <laughs> that's like the carcass of the turkey after Thanksgiving. You're supposed to make broth with it. Carcass. It's a carcass. So you got head cheese, you got chitlins, and you got carcass. You got it all here today. No, it's like the, what's the lutefisk stuff? Oh, the yeah. Death? Oh. No, you soak cod and lime. Yeah, no, yep. thank you. Mm, I also heard tasty. that over the weekend. Never going to eat that either. On a national program, they were doing, they were interviewing some chef from Minnesota. I don't even know where he was from. And they actually said Ludafrisk. Ludafrisk? Yeah, Ludafrisk. It's Ludacris. It's the new Ludacris. You're eating Ludacris. It's the new flavor from Friskies, Ludafrisk. Ludafrisk. Make your house smell horrible. Greatest cat food ever. It does. Ludafrisk. I don't think your cat would eat Ludafrisk. Ludacris. It's a cat food with Ludacris on the can. Yeah. Exactly. There we go. That's exactly it. I don't know. It's. Oh, my God. The whole thing's enough to make a good The only thing I hate more than like those foods is the people that try and defend those foods. Like, well, you just haven't had some. Uh, my husband, you haven't tried my lutefisk. Yeah, of course Dan. I haven't. Never so, going to, I mean, so. yes, it's better than other lutefisk, but it's mm-hmm. still terrible. <laughs> so it's, it's not fishy gel or something. Yeah. It's oh, fish that's been soaked, soaked in, in lye, lye until it becomes gelatinous. And like, yeah. what is lye? It's uh, not even food, God, right. so like, I don't know like why. Some All those things you tell well, them. <laughs> okay, oh, we, don't need to open, we don't need to open that Pandora's <laughs> box today. Oh, my God. Let's not open we'll that never up. leave. Okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a extremely, I think it's alkaline. So it's, it's like, you know. Alkaline. Think of a really powerful acid. Yeah. It's a powerful alkaline. Yeah, like does the was, same thing. It was for preserving fish. Okay. like back in and the days you, of yore. Yeah, can you just you can't just go to Lunds and Byerly's and be like, oh, the lie is on in aisle eight. Next yeah, I to the don't flower. know. I don't even know what. I don't know that either. You do. Uh, it's a cleaning product. Yeah, but where lie do you get it is from? a cleaning product. <laughs> yes. you put on, it just gets well, better and, and better. you so can also. Lying, an attorney just came yeah, in. Same. Thank you very much. Great to be here. What? Are you going? Yeah, 11.30. 11.45? No. Who said that? Oh, jeez. Okay. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but... <laughs> Never mind. So. Well, what time do you have to leave? Um, I have to be across the street at 12.30. So. Uh, All right, then. We're talking about lie. Across the street. Yeah. And yeah. lutefisk. We're talking about horrible food. He's going like to Orange Theory. I have to go to Cave Hen. Chitlins. Oh. 
That oh, one. Crescent oh yeah, that's you have the commercial. Uh, you got the commercial. You're talking about Chitlins and Ludafis. It's right next door. <laughs> You're right next door. What the hell? What's your favorite food that isn't actually food, but people pretend it is? Maraschino cherries. Why don't we do this? We'll take a break. We'll come back. And They're Michael disgusting. Bryant. You soak them in do what the hell? In maraschino? No. Sure. Those are mine. Yeah. Okay. Typically. Do what you will. What do you soak maraschino cherries in? And drinks, cocktails? Right. No! Tasty to make, syrup. To make the maraschino cherries. Oh, what do you soak them in? You S. soak them it in. Starts with um, an S. S? Suckwad? That's not yeah. it. Syrup? Suckwad. Yeah. Yeah. Syrup? That's what it is. Well, no! Oh my god! Alright, okay. we gotta get a guest on. We'll be back. I need my phone. Right after Where this. Maybe he knows what's lie or something. No! Oh my Michael god. Michael Bryant also in studio now. Sulfur dioxide. That's not what I'm saying. Sulfur dioxide? I mean, it is. Kevin really? Pittman's yeah. not yep. coming to your neighborhood unless there's another Yikes. black person there already. Now we yes, know. Sir. We now learned we all know. this he stuff would, He today. wouldn't come to my neighborhood. <laughs> You're right. we gotta there's be brown people. I have brown neighbors, but not mm. black. Brown neighbors. You freaked brown me neighbors. out with that talk today about the Virginia school bus law. What? I don't talk about that. You, you were talking about the school bus, stopping for what school happened? buses in Virginia. You talked about that on the radio this morning. I did. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, and how they changed one and... word in the in the legislation. Oh yes. And so I was like, did that happen in Minnesota? I'm like, pulling up the law like I missed it. You know, it's like no. What happened? What are you talking about? They dropped a word in the legislation in at. Virginia. So so when you look at the statute, you cannot violate a school bus. Uh, nope. Stop long. You don't have to stop ridiculous. for school buses because they left a word out. Oh. And so until I heard it was Virginia, I was freaking out for a minute and somehow I'd miss something. And then, oh, then uh, I think it was uh, Zepp came on and it's like, well, any lawyer would do malpractice if they didn't know the law. It's like, stop. Oh, God. Don't, <laughs> Zepp, don't tell them that. Don't say a word. We'll be right back. Special guest coming up next, Derek Richardson. Tom Bernard with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. Michael, can you tell me, what do you like most about your job? Well, I know we only have a minute, so the short version is how we build relationships with our customers, being able to drive around town and see all the businesses we've been able to help, and how that translates to jobs for their employees and the impact that makes on families in our area. It's truly rewarding. I also love to see the families that started banking with us 22 years ago when their children were young. Now those kids are adults. They're banking with us too. Lastly, I'd say seeing our customers' reactions when we're able to do something unexpected for them, like deliver cash directly to them when they need it, but physically can't come to the bank. I love what I do. Did you bring some of that cash here today? Huh? <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. By now you've all heard me talk about MyPillow and how it's literally changed my life. My friend Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, fit me for my very own MyPillow, and I haven't stopped raving about them since. They won't go flat. You can wash and dry them as many times as you want, and they maintain their shape. Made in the USA. If you don't have a MyPillow or know someone who doesn't, now is the time. Because for a limited time, Mike is offering his premium MyPillows, yes, the one that started it all, for his lowest price ever. You can get a queen-size premium MyPillow for $29.98, regularly $69.98. That's a $40 savings. Kings are only $5 more, by the way. Folks, now is the time to buy. Not only are you getting the lowest price ever, but they are the best Christmas gifts ever. $29.98 for a queen-size premium MyPillow. Buy now, and Mike will extend his 60-day money-back guarantee to March 1st, 2021. 
Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Square and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Or call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. Is this the double bass, you think, or is it just one bass that fast? I'm going to go one bass that fast. That's fast, man. Bass? Sounds like a drum to me. Bass drum. Oh. <laughs> but you meant bass guitar. I was like, I don't definitely know. not a guitar. Well, you're beating on something. <clears throat> Our special guest, ladies and gentlemen, Derek Richardson. How are you doing, Derek? I'm good. How are you, sir? Marvelous. Go play the ultimate roadmap to winning the game of life. You know, normally, Derek, my wife is here on uh, Monday. She's not here today, but normally she is. So I, I would have to have said, I already won, Derek. I married <laughs> Catherine. What do you think? I like it, man. I like it. You, you got to do what you to make sure you continue to win. That, that, that's all. And I'm sure she's going to tell you that you are continuing to win every day. As a child, we are taught to go play. No instructions are needed. To figure out uh, how to get this done. So, what is it? What, what's it all about? Go play. What's it all about? You know, it's really just about not second guessing yourself. I think as adults, we can get ourselves uh, wrapped up in our own head, our own emotions, overthinking everything. You know, when we're kids and mom's cooking dinner, she says, Go play. You know, we don't ask her, Well, should I play with Legos? Should I go knock mm-hmm. on Johnny's door? Right. Should I go shoot hoops in the driveway? <laughs> You just kind of get out of the kitchen and, and you go make it happen. And I think that if we do that as adults, we can set ourselves up for success more often than not. And we just don't do it as adults. We just, you know, everything needs instruction. We need to know exactly how to do everything. And we're holding ourselves back. We're limiting ourselves because of our thought process. So the book is uh, just simply about going to play just like you would when you were eight or nine years old. Your mom's cooking and she says, get out of my way, go play. We learned how to entertain ourselves just fine back then. Why can't we do it now? And, and then take that to the next level. We learned how to succeed back then. Well, why can't we do that now just by going to play and figuring it out sort of on the fly? See, I think that's a wonderful idea. Have people kind of lost the, not the will to do it, but it just seems to me that people <clears throat> like being cloistered. They don't want to get out that much. You can't go to a comedy show. You can't go to the movie. The movie theaters in the state of Minnesota are closed for another two and a half weeks, almost three weeks. Can people go play right now, Derek? You know, when you talk about it from a business perspective, and I am certainly a serial entrepreneur, I think people are going to play more now than ever. I mean, decisions are being made on the fly more now than ever. Um, You you talk about the bar and restaurant industries. Uh, having to make it work, um, you know, even even brick and mortar businesses and, and office buildings like like mine, you know, we're making decisions now on the fly that normally we wouldn't make for a couple quarters. I mean, we we typically plan a couple quarters ahead, and now it's like, hey, we got to make that decision right now. You know, there's no beta test, just go right. Um, when you talk about the civilian life, I think it's the same thing. I mean, kids are home from school, I don't know, they just shut us back down in Columbus, Ohio, right? So kids on Wednesday got the message that on Monday they're going back to e-learning. So you had Thanksgiving, and then you had quickly two days to figure out how you're going to handle child care, how you're going to get Johnny uh, to go back to e-learning on Zoom uh, when mom may have returned to work, right, or dad may have returned to work. 
So when you look at the pandemic specifically, I think people are going to play more now than ever on the serious note of just making the decision on the fly and not waiting for instructions. But when it comes to entertaining ourselves, it's the same thing. I mean, my Thanksgiving is normally 50 or 60 people. We rent out a hall every year. And this right. year we were playing, playing board games with my kids at home, and we certainly made it a different day than any other day. We cooked and we had fun and we played board games and we laughed and we watched football. And that's not a traditional Thanksgiving for us, but we certainly were entertained. It was one of my favorite Thanksgivings, in the, at least in the last couple of years, because when you're with so many people, you know, you're always trying to go from table to table to say hello to uncles and aunts that you haven't seen since last year. Um, but I think that we are, again, learning to go play in life, specifically with this pandemic, and it's a skill that I think we have forgotten uh, that we're, we're actually being reminded of right now. It's a very good point, actually. Just... Uh... Do, do people have the wherewithal these days mentally to make their own decisions, these kind of things? It just seems to me that everybody has to tune in to some news program to find out if they should breathe today or not. My God, people are glued to the news right now. It's, it drives me nuts. You know, it is so funny that uh, I have a buddy of mine who is also an entrepreneur. He's more of a solopreneur, but he certainly has been doing his own thing for 10 or 12 years. Uh, and, and when we first sent our guys home in March, he said, what are you doing? I said, i got to send my guys home. I have guys who are in their 60s. I have two guys in their 60s. I have another one who doesn't fall into that category but has had a collapse long. Oh, yeah. Um, they're, they're saying that this is high risk for these people. they got to go home, so I might as well send everybody home and just move it over with and learn how to uh, have these guys work at home. And then... In June, we were like, you know what, this isn't working, the energy isn't there, you know, people are having all these uh, depressive thoughts at home and anxieties, and, and kids are home, and they have to be teacher, and all this kind of stuff, and I said, we're bringing them back, and my buddy says to me, he says, you should have never left. I said, I don't know if I should have never left. I left, I went to go play, I didn't like that game. <laughs> we decided to play another game, you know what I mean? And right. we brought it back into the office, and so I think that you just have to have the confidence enough to make your own decision. You're 100% right. When you watch the news, too often they're making this, the decisions for you. But who are making their decisions? And, and, and whoever's making their decisions, who's making their decisions? Right? So the, 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 the domino effect doesn't stop. You have to learn how to make your own decisions, take the data that you have, analyze it, make the decision, and, and adjust if you have to. But, you know, make the decision that's the number one key. How, how did you apply – sorry. Uh, no, okay. How did you apply your the, the, your ideas from the book to sending the people home? Like, did did that play a role in how you made it successful for them to work from home? So the funny thing is that my administrative staff. So I have two businesses that that have employees, um, an insurance agency and a marketing firm. We operate out of the same building, but different uh, parts of the building. Um, and the funniest thing was, that, so my mom's 75th anniversary, I'm sorry, 75th surprise birthday party was March 14th. And on the 15th, which was that Sunday, um, I actually took my wife on vacation. Mm. So on the 16th in Columbus anyway, it may have been nationwide, but I think just Columbus put in their, or Ohio put in their state stay-at-home order that included office buildings. So I was actually told what to do on the 16th. I was actually in Phoenix, Arizona, and I called my business partner. I was like, you got to round up the guys. Let's do a Zoom real quick. I'll explain why we're going home. Um, and, and that decision was made for me on, on March 16th. Now, the week prior, 
I had talked about sending people home because of, again, not the three high-risk employees, and they went home. So it was sort of like, okay, they, these guys have to go home because they're high-risk. I made that decision. Okay, Governor DeWine says, you know, stay at home orders in place. Work from home, do it so we could do that. And then I cut my vacation short, came back, and we put together a plan within about 48 hours of what that looks like in terms of the amount of calls you need to make to continue to get your salary. Because I certainly couldn't send people home, pay them, and they're not producing, mm-hmm. right? Um, so we put together plans, almost like a whole new job description on that Thursday and Friday, rolled it out the following Monday. Um, and, you know, it, it was just one of those things, hey, we got to do it. I told my wife, I said, hey, we got to go back. You know, this pandemic could affect us, and sorry, vacation will be short. We'll come back out here later on in the fall when things calm down. Now, little did I, did I know things would come <laughs> yeah. down by the fall, so we, we still haven't been back out to Phoenix. But, um, you know, you, you just you take the information that you have, okay, you dissect it, you analyze it, and then you just make a decision. You just, you just go, to, go play. And I, and I tell people it's hmm. more basketball than football. Football, you know, you know what your play is. Everybody has an assignment on every single play, right? But if I'm coaching basketball, I can't tell you, hey, dribble four times, do a head fake, dribble through your legs, throw a bounce pass, right? I can't tell you exactly what to do. I can tell you to run a pick, and if it's not there, okay, run a motion. And I can tell you, hey, I need three points, go score. But I can't, I don't have a set play like I do in football. Hmm. And so life is much more basketball, in my opinion, than football, to where it's not a set play in every single scenario. And that's why Michael Michael's life is a slam dunk. Thank you very much. It's great to be here, Derek. I, you just right. you just answered a question I've had for a couple of years now, and I, I'm I'm reading. We're talking to Derek Richardson about his book, "Go Play the Ultimate Road Map to Winning the Game of Life." I've been wondering for quite some time now why no one ever finishes their work anymore. They'll almost get it finished, but they never, ever finish their work any longer. And then I saw this line in your descriptor of the book. Why is it, uh, as adults, that we make things so difficult? Mm -hmm. I think you're absolutely right. You make things so difficult that by the time you get around to finishing your work, you don't get it finished because it's too damn hard to do. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely Plus, right. It's all your mom's fault. One of my, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> one of my, one of my best employees, um, literally on Monday does nothing. To me, it looks like he does nothing. <laughs> That's <laughs> nice. He's planning out his entire week. I mean, he takes eight hours to plan out his entire week. Wow. Now he's, oh. a, top, he's a top producer, so if it's not broke, don't fix it. So right. I, you know, right. I don't get on it too much. But that would drive me crazy. You're, you're taking an entire day work that you could be producing just to set up your week, to set up the other four days, to me that's so crazy. It's overkill. Hmm. It's overboard. Right. Like, figure it out while you go. You know, I, I always tell people that I am a much, uh, I'm a guy who says, hey, yes, I'll accept that opportunity. Let's go. You're ready now? Yeah. Because it's hands-on experience. Anytime you, you have a job, and even if they put you in a classroom-type training environment, what do they tell you? Well, you're really going to figure this out when we throw you to the fire. Or you're really going to figure this out when you have that hands-on experience. So why not just get the hands-on experience and forget the planning and all that good stuff? And it's going to change anyway once you get into the fire. So you know that's that's just how I live my life. And I know other people uh, find it difficult sometimes. Like like again, Dave Cafeo, one of my best employees. Uh, but it's one of those things that it's it's would drive me crazy to live like that. Yeah. That makes total sense. Ladies and gentlemen, the book is called Go Play the Ultimate Roadmap to Winning the Game of Life. Derek Richardson, first name spelled D-E-R-Y-C-K. I should have asked you, do you pronounce your name Derek? 
I do pronounce my name Derek, so my dad is also Derek, but uh, it was the French version that he turned into the American version, so it was Derek at one point. That's what I was wondering, uh, because it could be Derek. <laughs> it could be Derek. Yeah, it was. It could be Derek. It was Derek at one point, but no, we have organized it and made it uh, Derek now. I like it. Derek, Derek Richardson, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. He's got a new name. Derek, thank you so like much for your name. time. Great book. Thanks for your time today, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Bye. We'll be back. Bye. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer. You know, once again, all I do is prove my background. Mm-hmm. You think any other honky out there would have known the name Derek? Derek. I mean, it's French, so it's not really like yeah, it's, it's a black like thing. It's well, like he's said. You ever know, you ever met a white guy named Derek? Yeah, I've a never French been to France. Guy, yeah, you probably. Don't try There's to make stuff up as you go along. Yeah, like, like who spelled that name? Yeah, you know? oh, D Reich, D Reich, <laughs> D Reich. But it was that was interesting. So. It was. Mm-hmm. What, so, what do you think of that? The fact that people make things so difficult—that's why they never finish their work anymore. It's people true. do. There's no question. About it's got to stop. Yeah. I mean, seriously, nothing gets finished anymore. And that the whole theory be- behind what eating the frog is that you you make bigger problems out of what a problem is instead yeah. of just doing yep. it. Right. Yep. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. Just to, do like, it. No. Maybe not make necessarily making things so hard, but not asking for help or getting help when you need it. Like taking on too I much agree. by yourself, and rather than delegating and saying like, "Yeah, we can get this big task done." If I tell somebody else, "Hey, I need your help doing one or two other things," you wouldn't want to do that. Like, no, they're like, "I want all the credit, so I have to do this all myself." And then it doesn't get done, and yeah, now precisely. you're like an idiot. Yep. So you, I still please somebody explain to me how Oxford University and AstraZeneca. Could given for two months gave people the wrong dosage, and then reported their numbers. The, <laughs> yeah. the percentage was too low. Yeah. It was at ninety, and it actually is at like ninety six percent. They were giving people half doses and didn't even know they were doing it. Ninety hmm. percent effectiveness at half dose—that's not bad. Well, yeah, that's that what they good. said too. Yeah. It's really, really good. Well, but how do you do that? It's going to work pretty well if yeah. they can get it yeah. to people. Yeah, yeah. So, absolutely. Well, don't you think they had a solution to the common cold? I mean, there was no financial reason to do it because you made so much money off the cold. But I gotta believe they had some solutions. Conspiracy theory. I mean, they did have. I am on On, board with this. Absolutely. I think the same thing about like cancer and stuff like that. Like they can get it to where it's like a like a manageable where yeah, a lot of people can beat it. Not cancer. I think that you kill somebody. I think that would cancer. Cancer treatment facilities are all private owned. Common cold 
You know, it's like, I'm why telling solve you. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The common Random cold, cold, they have oh. antivirals, Dive and they right do down. work on the common cold, but, well, for one, <clears throat> the potential for side effects is not great. They're pretty hard on your kidneys, that kind of thing. It's like, you know, you give it to people who a cold would kill them, mm-hmm. or, you know, it's like they absolutely have to, you know, it's like a CEO was flying to China tonight. He has to not have a cold. You know, then he could get it. But, you know, if you're just some random person, they're not going to give it to you. Yeah, it makes sense. Because it's cold is like, it's nothing. Who cares? Yeah. Well, that and I think that's why they were like, yeah, we can solve it, but we don't really want to, you know. I, I mean, think a lot of money I think you're oh, right. Yeah. They make so much money off mm-hmm. of the common yeah. cold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, one of my and the favorite. flu vaccine? Crap. Yeah. Really? yeah. Never taken I've been, one. I was saying, I can't remember the last it's, time I got a flu okay, vaccine. So I've the flu vaccine no. the flu vaccine at its most effective is forty 50? F- yeah. Fifty is like yeah. unheard of. It's typically yeah, between it's like flip a coin, it's, really. It's, it's typically between ten to twenty percent on any given year effective. Vitamin D three, if you take a high dose of vitamin D three, it's fifty percent mm-hmm. all the time. Well and it's like I have never done either. And I have had the flu once when I was like 14. Yeah. So it's like, well, just don't be gross. And every other country. <laughs> don't be gross. Like, <laughs> that's 100% effective. Yeah. Be gross. There you go. Yeah. yeah, there you Stay go. Stay away from human It's flu season. Well, just act like it's flu season. Well, England has socialized medicine, so they, for vaccines and stuff, they outweigh the risk benefit, you know? Like, okay, if we provide this vaccine for everybody, is it actually worth it? Or is yeah. it just better for everybody to just get it? They only tell sick, like poorly people, yep. and poorly, um, poorly people. I'm poorly? being British. You're a poorly person. I'm being British. That's what they say. They're you poorly. Mean poorly fat guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poorly. I'm just thinking of Becky. Not, Becky says, "Oh, okay. we only tell poorly people," which means Does like she? yeah, people who are doing poorly. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, old people. They're the oh, only okay. people that get the flu vaccine. Uh, She's like, nobody gets it except yeah. for old people exactly. and stuff. And same thing with the chickenpox. They don't don't do a chicken pox vaccine because it doesn't make any sense but america it's like you yeah, get you money. get 45 cvs points if you get a flu vaccine yep. it's like what the hell I is know. this no get away from Sage and Fawn, just two little infected little kids oh, right i gave him right. chicken pox 100 yeah he did <laughs> i absolutely did there's no reason one my, not to one of my friend's husband's had shingles and she gave her kids chicken pox and I was like, let's go over and share some lollipops. Kids. Get her done. We did it. It was great. Well, we can never have Officer Dave in studio again, by the way. Why not? Because he thinks head cheese is good. Yeah! Oh, oh you're out! Yes. You're out of the mix, yes. brother. Yeah. I'm like, what do you put that on? He just drinks Do you like, put it on a cracker? What do you put it on? Do you just eat it with a fork? Yeah. Or you just call Officer Dave a cracker? I mean, <laughs> if the shoe fits. <laughs> Eat head cheese. Oh my god, head cheese. That stuff looks Yuck. so damn. Seriously, I went to the grocery store, Michael, was oh telling us before you got here, and the woman behind the counter was standing back going, she was going like, <coughs> <laughs> I said, what's the matter? She goes, some guy just bought head cheese. <laughs> I imagine you see some weird shit. Well, sometimes oh, you go to high V yeah. and it's like they've oh, got a man. section for like, you know, beef pancreas or whatever. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. where did that come oh, from? The and co-op. what the hell do you use it for? I know. The co-op, there's the weirdest oh, look craps. look at this. Doodles and pancreas for dinner. Yeah, oh. for real. It's like some time ago I needed a ride from a guy and... Uh, he was like, well, you know, my truck kind of smells because I work on a farm. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, how bad could it smell? I got, I got in that truck, really? and I thought it would be impolite to throw out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there going, 
It was a turkey farm. Oh, oh God. Turkeys, God. turkeys oh, reek. Yeah. Oh, they do God. reek. Chickens are the same way. They're just disgusting. That was gross. Yeah. The worst The <laughs> worst smell, I worked as like a delivery for a butcher a while back, oh. and the worst smell I've ever smelled was in the summer, their dumpster, where they like throw oh, everything out. Oh, God. Oh. Gross. Well, yeah, yeah, it's like an Nasty. open grave that's rotting. Yeah. <laughs> an open grave. No, thank you. Uh, yeah. What a show. Jesus. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> well, hey, we have a compost bin now, and let me tell you, it doesn't have to be meat. It can be anything. Winter is a great time to be composting. Not when you smells. have a beagle. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, I suppose that's true. But it's like, finally, you don't have to worry about maggots Wait, everywhere. Things, it's like, is your compost outside? Yeah. No, it's in our basement. Well, I'm we saying, like, does it, it not like, okay, I'm not a farmer, I'm not an elite farming mind, but, like, <laughs> an elite farming mind. if it's That's, freezing outside, yeah. does the food still break down the same? Like, does it not take longer because it's frozen? It definitely takes longer. It, it generates its own heat but it, yeah, in the decomposition like, process. Yeah. And it you have does, to keep, yeah. you have to, like, turn this thing. Oh, so yep. this isn't just, like, a pile and stuff. Set <laughs> no. it and forget it? I don't know. No. What, <laughs> I mean, we just have a thing in our kitchen that is tiny, and we take the bags to mom and dad's. So we don't like actually do oh, the composting. Okay. We give our compost to them, and then they oh. they got their so, little. And what do you is, do? You guys grow? like a big pile of kale just sitting out there? Yeah, yeah that's, that's all that it is. A bunch of weeds, a bunch of weeds Giant just sitting out the yard. Do you guys grow your own vegetables? I wish. So what do you have a compost pile for? Uh, for all food that you don't eat. Right. Ever since what do you we do started composting, it's composted. It's goes you send back it out. into the earth. Yep. So you just throw it in your yard. Well, it's no. You put it in a thing. And you turn it, and it takes a while for it to go away. Yes, and then does. you can just put it, yeah, you can put it in put your it in yard, ground. you can throw it in the woods. It makes the grass it's healthy. Yeah, it's good for the well, planet. The main benefit we have seen is that since we started composting, we throw away like one garbage bag a week. Oh, yeah. yeah. Way less Cut garbage. Okay. Most people's garbage yeah. is food waste. It's mostly food, yeah. And it's going to break down in the in the landfill anyway, but it'll take a lot right. longer. I ate all that, and that was the problem. <laughs> so you have to eat everything. There's no food well, waste like, ever. Yeah, it's like bones. I mean, even though yeah. we don't have bones in our house at our Yeah, compost. where would the bones come from? Yeah. I re- one of my Broccoli friends. Broccoli stems are basically bones. Right. You don't want to eat those. That's what? true. I eat what broccoli stems. Eat? Like the actual, like the They're, master yeah. stem or whatever? Yeah, yeah why wouldn't you Delish. eat that? Because it's... You chop it up. It has Delish. the consistency of obsidian. Well, but like still... Obsidian. obsidian. Okay. <laughs> it's good fiber. It is good fiber. Yeah. I'll, tell you, it's, you I'll agree it with that. It's good stuff. You make it into a smoothie? Same thing with col- no. You puree we had, back Gross. in the day, we had a neighbor when we bought a bought a... Uh, I guess it was a cabin down in Florida. It's not a cabin. You're uh, we had a neighbor. didn't live in the same no, complex. Yeah, that was not a cabin. No. He lived the next one over. <clears throat> and every Friday, I think it was, you could see him driving down Okeechobee Boulevard, and he would take a right on, what was that, 7? Yeah. Well, yeah, take a right on 7. Yeah. Every Friday, and he'd get out of That's his car. seven. And put four garbage bags on the curb and just drive away. Hmm. And so I walked by and looked in, and it was his garbage. He literally did not want to pay the garbage man to pick it up, so he just put it on the street corner, and they'd eventually come and get it. That's wow. actually a. It's not a yeah, I'm pretty it's sure a, that's a crime. Yeah, it is oh, a crime. For sure. crime. It's definitely a crime. Absolutely. I don't know if it's a misdemeanor. At worst, it's, li- it's or at a, least it's littering. Like, the, yeah, it's, at the very least, it's, very least it's you're not even grand litter, littering. You're right. not even supposed to touch other people's garbage. No, yeah. you're not. It's a biohazard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
We is actually, it really? We actually yeah. find like, weird stuff in our dumpster every once in a while that people have oh, decided yeah. to. I'm sure. Oh, yeah. You know, really? found a couch, oh, found a whole bunch of porn. Couch? Um, <laughs> so you cleaned you out found a your couch? Bed? Yeah, I found a couch. couch. We found some computer stuff. Wow. Um, yeah, every once in a while our, our garbage is So where do you keep the stuff. porn? <laughs> under, he has a chest the at the tree. end of his bed. It's under, it's under the sofa yeah. in my basement. Yep. Yeah. He built I a tree house out in his bed. I never told this story the on the air, house. did I? What? When I was renovating the, the basement, kind of. Oh God! In the ceiling? I yeah, I r- ripped down the ceiling, and down came a seventy-four Playboy. Yeah, you, you said that. Seventy-four. Oh my God! Playboy. Really? Yep. That's seventy-four hilarious. Playboy. Boy, was it It was pretty old. <laughs> Who the hell would have been in 74? It was like uh, Marilyn Monroe, or it was... Um, that would have been the 60s. That would have been the 60s. That would have been later. It might have been... Uh, um, Margo what's Kinder? Her name? Um, Raquel Welch. I don't think she ever yeah. did nudity, though. Yeah, she actually did. Oh, did no, she? I, not that I would know. <laughs> I don't right. know. But Go to our porn expert, Michael Brown. According to Google. According to Google. I checked it on Google, and they said... Michael Brown just lists off his five favorite <laughs> I mean, it was not good. Not as good as Penthouse. Yeah. Right? No, I remember Jay Leno's old. Go ahead, sorry. I was gonna say the only time I ever bought a Playboy was leaving for college. We bought a Playboy and stuck it in my friend's like under his mattress, so that way his parents would find it when he was off at college, oh and we thought God. it'd be hilarious to like hide Playboys. That's in his cold. <laughs> you used to years ago read some of the Penthouse forum. Yeah, we did. Every yeah. once in a while. Yeah. Well, about the so. coat hanger was yeah. my favorite one. <laughs> yeah, the coat hanger. <laughs> you ever heard the coat hanger one? Uh, nope. Uh, Dear Penthouse Forum, I have a problem. I met this young woman, and she's very attractive, and I'm wild about her, but we do have a problem that uh, every time we have sex, like right in the middle of having sex, she shoves a wire coat hanger up my ass. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Can you just tell her no? Say, yeah, like, yeah please you just say, don't, don't do, do that. Please don't that do that. Like- you could really injure somebody doing yeah. that. Yeah, because I have a oh. lot of questions about, like, is this the whole... <laughs> I have like, a lot. Like, like, all is it, right. is it bent? Is, is it unwound? Yeah. Is, is it, uh, you can, is you it can the spiky part? Like, what's happening? You can perforate someone's yeah. bone with yeah. that thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Jay Leno uh, had to... we got to take a break here because Michael's got to get going because he was late. Typically. I was late. I apologize for that. Disaster. Somebody said 11.45. Disaster. I was trying to be Catherine. Oh! Well, then you shouldn't show up at all. Yeah. <laughs> Jay Leno, very quickly, ladies and gentlemen, uh, said that he grabbed a Playboy, a Penthouse, and a Hustler magazine and took them to this gynecologist friends of his house. He said, I want to get your opinion on this. So I showed him the Playboy, and he went, yeah, it's, that's the human body. It's a good picture of her. I mean, she's an attractive woman, obviously. Okay, that's a what good would picture. a gynecologist have anything to do with porn? Maybe if she could Are they like... The right. Are they like... Jeez, she just oh, let him speak sorry. for like once in his life. Sorry. Okay, sorry. It, it is a joke, but... Um, so anyway, he goes, yeah, that's uh, that's real normal looking. That's what mm-hmm. women look like. So then I showed him Penthouse. And he went, well, that's a little, I don't know, some weird lighting or something. They just got it. It's lit in a very bizarre way. And then I showed him Hustler magazine. He said, I have no idea what the hell that is. <laughs> Larry Flint, a hell of a guy. A lot Still, of legal stuff. Is he dead him. now? 
Uh, I have boy. no idea if Larry Flint's dead or not. F L Y N T. No, I think he's still alive. Larry Flint is still alive. Yeah, he's he not hasn't, that old. He's seventy-eight. He hasn't threatened any congressmen lately. That was no, his big thing. Every right. two years, he'd threaten congressmen. He's going to come out with the big story. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, he was. Yeah, what did he get shot in the seventies? Yeah, that was a long time ago. That was a long time ago. He got yeah, shot. We ended up in the wheelchair. Yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Uh, all right, Michael. We'll see you again I'll uh, be next, back Monday. next Monday. So I look forward to it. Be on time next time. I will be on time. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. You know what day it was one time.